What's up? I'm Liza. Hey guys, I'm Cammie. This is Laugh. It's funny. Where we tell stories to give you advice from not your mom. Mm. And we have no teacher moments. Yeah, not today. Not today. Not today, because we are not teachers today. Not today. Today we're going to take it back. Yes, we're taking it back. Um, this episode is called, Did That Really Happen? <laughs> yeah, so these are, you know, just full disclosure. These are going to be stories, I think, mostly from college, yeah? Yeah. Probably. I would say, yeah. Yeah, probably college age. So moments where we probably push them back to the recesses of our brains yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. But now we're remembering some of them and... We're like, no, we pushed mm, that away did for that a reason. Did that happen? This does involve some mild alcohol and bad decision making right but i i will assume that they are all after the age of 21 or at the age of 21 yeah i assume yeah i assume if they happen correctly yes the way that i remember them at 21 (laughs) so uh i'll start us off when i was in college i did part or i participated in this program called national student exchange which was that sounds so prestigious uh it wasn't and (laughs) (laughs) what was so interesting about this is if you're homeschooled not homeschooled but like he was not homeschooled no i'm not (laughs) if you uh go to a certain college and your college is on this list of participating colleges then you can essentially go to any other college on that list and you pay your home tuition So I was already going to my established college. Um, It was participating in National Student Exchange. So I could go to any other college listed there and still pay my home college tuition, which was covered by scholarships for me. So I could transfer for up to a year for free. So I thought, I need to do this. Um, It didn't hurt that my boyfriend at the time lived in South Carolina. And so I had two options, College of Charleston and the University of South Carolina. Um, my top option was College of Charleston. I was super pumped for it. Um, I wanted to be in Charleston. Charleston is my favorite city in the United States. Yeah. Um, but my honors director at my college turned my application in a day late because I remember following through. And it was the day after the deadline, and he forgot. And so he sent it in. And um, I think that it was for that reason that I got passed up for my first pick, and they gave me my second pick, which was University of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm so thankful that I went there because the roommates that I was with, um, the friends that I made, they were amazing. And it really got me out of my shell. So that was like uh, my third year of college. My first two years, I spent being just like a nerd. Like I was nerdy as hell. I was scared and uncomfortable. Um... I had to work to pay my bills. So I didn't really party those first two years. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm a control freak. So that played into it. But that semester at USC. You let your hair down, girl. I did. I took a breather. And I remember one night, um, there's a, a section of Columbia, South Carolina called Five Points, which I know a lot of cities have five points. But it, if you're not familiar with the concept, it's where five downtown streets collide and for us in Columbia, it was full of bars. Yes. So you would go to Five Points and you just basically bar hop all night. So we we're out and the bars would stay open, I think, until like 2 a.m. So we had danced all night and then walked across the street to Jimmy John's um, to go get some <laughs> food. So that's like your two main options was to go to Jimmy John's or to this food truck that made these huge ass 
cookies. Like they were the size of your head, I feel like. Um, But that's how I remember it. So anyway, we're at Jimmy John's, pretty drunk, sloppily eating a sub sandwich, minding my own business. (laughs) You know, you're like in that drunk mode where you're you're like not paying attention to anyone else. Like you're not trying to look cute. You're not trying to be funny or charming. You're just trying to eat whatever food is in front of you. Exactly. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating my sandwich. I'm enjoying it. I don't even know how long we had been there before I feel my roommates pulling my arms. They're like, come on, come on. It's time to go. It's time to go. And I was like, what? It's not uh, time to go. Do you not I'm see not my done. sandwich? I'm not done eating my Jimmy John's. Yeah. They're like, come on, we got to go. We got a car outside. Okay. None of us had a car that night. Okay. So I didn't know what she was talking about. And this was before like Uber and all of that became very big. So I'm wondering like, whose car do we have? So I let them pull me out of Jimmy John's. Um, and so I remember somebody like pushes me into a seat. But it's not like a seat to a car. So I'm like looking around like, what is going on? And someone goes, hold on. And I look <laughs> and I realize I'm sitting on the back of a golf cart. What? Yeah. And like my, my roommates, <laughs> my roommates are sitting in the front of the golf cart. So I'm, what makes it worse is that if you've never been on a golf cart, the back of the golf cart is facing the back. <laughs> this is not where you need to be sitting when you've been drinking. Because- like, I'm, I'm so confused. Oh I'm like, God. what kind of vehicle is this? Why am I not facing the is same way as everyone else? What, what is happening? What is, is going so on? To the ground? So I'm like trying to gather my thoughts. I can, I can feel the wind whipping through my hair yeah. in the South Carolina Always. weather. Um, and so we're like driving through the streets. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to like gather my, my bearings to see where I am. <laughs> um, and so we had been staying in this dorm that was um, a brand new dorm building and it ran on green energy. Like it was a new initiative. It was very cool. Um, but where, by the time the golf cart started slowing down, I'm not seeing our dorm room anywhere. Uh-oh. What I'm seeing are these big-ass buildings with Greek letters on them. And that's when it dawns on me, like, oh, shit, we're in Greek village. So I was like, God dang, I'm thinking, what are we doing? And I turn around, and I'm like, where are we? And it dawns on me that I've got, like, Chet and Chet number two driving this golf cart. Like, these were frat bros driving us. And my dating record does not include frat bros of any sort. It just didn't. Um, I dated like quiet musicians the whole time, (laughs) you know, like neo hippies. So the, the frat boy scene was very much out of my comfort level. Um, unfortunately I always stereotyped fraternity brothers, which I now regret because I have several very important friends who are in fraternities or sororities. But at the time I just thought danger, danger, I need to get out of here. Yes. Um, and so I turn around and I'm like, we, we cannot go inside it this fraternity house with them and my friends were like yeah come on it's fine we're gonna go get a drink and I was like no I'm not going and I jump off of the golf cart before it comes to a full start and I stop and I book it down the street (laughs) by myself like I'm just like freaking running like (laughs) and I run until I see a car full of girls and they have just parked into their sorority house. Like, help me. So, yeah, no, I do. I run up to this girl's car and oh I'm like banging God. on the window as they're getting out. Oh and I'm like, oh my God, you have to help me. 
these frat bros got me on their golf cart. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is not where my dorm is. And I and they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, you've got to help me because I think they're just going to take advantage of me. Like, can you please take yeah. me home? And they were like, yes, girl, we got you. And they're also kind of drunk. But they're like, yes, get, we got you. You're safe with us. And they legit drove my ass home. Aww. Like, they got me home and safe. And I never got to thank them. So... Becky, Becky number two, <laughs> Becky number three, Becky number four, wherever you are right now, sipping your mimosas. Thank you. Thank you so much for keeping me safe and sound. Um, but yeah, that's something that whenever I see a golf cart or I pass a Jimmy John's, I think to myself, <laughs> did, did that, that really happen? happen? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Well, I start meeting new people outside of the typical church BCM atmosphere. Yeah. And it's all very new to me because up until this point, it was like danger, Will Robinson, Mm -hmm. alcohol, bad, parties, bad. Um, So I had a hard time kind of breaking into that without being incredibly judgy. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking back, I wish I wouldn't have been because they were actually really nice people and some of my best friends now. But... The guy, my first, like, super serious college boyfriend um, was friends with one of the girls I roomed with because they were both biology majors. And he was um, in a fraternity, if we're talking about frat bros. Um, and actually hanging out with him would honestly set up my entire college experience and all the people that I met and all the things I became involved with. But... Um, so I was, I was talking to him and it's ironic because this, this guy is someone that I saw walk to class every day mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, he's so cute. Like, oh, like I, I want to know him, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be his girlfriend, whatever in my head. Well, I end up becoming friends with him and we ended up talking mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, my very straight laced judgy self was very resistant to hearing him talk about any parties of any kind. Um, And one night during homecoming, actually, we were supposed to hang out. He was going to a friend's house, and then he was going to come over and hang out with us and watch a movie at my dorm. Well, he calls me on my cell phone. Call me on my cell phone. Mm -hmm. And he sounded really loopy. And I said, um, have you been drinking? And he started laughing. And when anyone just starts laughing, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. answer is yes. Um, so I told him, are you in trouble? Like, I was convinced that anyone that was calling me when they were drunk needed help. Right. To the rescue. Yeah. Um, and so he was trying to explain how to get to this girl's house. And he was like. <laughs> this girl's house? Yes. I'll, I'll explain in a second. Okay. Um, it was like the party house. Oh, is what it was. okay. Got and it. And so he was trying, he was spelling out these road names. I didn't know where these places were because I had stayed on campus at the BCM for the first year and a half. Sure. So I finally get there, and I bust up in this house wearing my, like, Barlow Girls t-shirt, which is a Christian band. (laughs) And I bust up in there, and I am pissed. I'm like, he is here. He called me. He needs help. He's drunk. (laughs) And I look around, and it is a house full of people and they're sitting in the floor playing like a card game. Yeah. This is not like wild. Not like a rager. Gonna end up on bad boys, whatever. It's just the good old fashioned, <laughs> like we're drinking beer and we're playing cards. It was a kickback. But I pulled him away from that party and the girl who was running it was like, 
okay, cool, go ahead, mm-hmm. take him, whatever. Well, this girl is the ringleader of these parties, okay? We'll call her Olivia. And she was very much pissed at me mm-hmm. that I just took her friend away from mm-hmm. her. Um, I'll call this guy Richard. Sure. It's not his real name. We but I'm sure it's this. fitting. <laughs> Keep Eventually, going. Eventually, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so I take him away, whatever. I end up going back there like the next weekend because he's talked some sense into me. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk sense or brainwash me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm 19 years old. I don't know what alcohol is like. Right. Um, but basically, I go back and I end up being best friends with Olivia. With Olivia. She's in my, she was in my wedding. She's still my <laughs> friend to this day. And we always giggle about the time Eliza broke up the party with her Barlow Girl t-shirt, taking <laughs> Richard home because she was worried he was in trouble. Um, but Sometimes yeah. you got to do what you got to do. I know. I, I finally put my judgments aside. And I, we had many good times up in that house. Right. It was like the party house. It was the best. Well, so one time when I was in college, I was... Working late. Now, I always had two jobs in college. Like, I was constantly working. And I got off work, and um, we were... All college towns, I feel like all college campuses, let me put it that way, at least in our state, are situated by low economic housing. Yes. Right? So, for my city where I was living, I had gotten off work at, like, 11.45 p.m. And I'm driving home, and I'm driving through like the the backside of campus mm-hmm. which gets sketchier and sketchier so as i'm driving um oh it was right to which was fine i mean like we <laughs> lived in the east side of the city anyway so like i i was living in an old house in midtown with three other guys okay which is like a sitcom in itself and it did <laughs> It did not last long. I think that I wouldn't think so. That housing situation lasted two months um, because one of the guys that I lived with was a former boyfriend. So we Ooh. were trying to be friends, and it just it did not Didn't work out. Pan out. But before it was over, there were some nights that were very decent and very fun. It was like a very dysfunctional family. Yes. So I'm driving home to that house, and I. I get stopped by cops, and the cops are like, hey, the state fair is here, and all the traffic is coming out of the fair, so we have to reroute you guys. You're going to go through the worst part of the city, mm. I'm the absolute sketchiest part of the city. The armpit. This is where we city. need you to go through and reroute until you can get to your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, whatever. We're in standstill traffic in the sketch neighborhood, and when I say sketch, I mean... I had men on both sides of my car coming up and banging on my window. Oh, yeah, like I'm I'm all of like 19 in my car in the middle of the night and my windows are up and I can't go forward or backward because I've got cars in front of me. I have to just sit there and take it. And these men are banging on my window and they're like, hey girl, what you trying to do tonight? Come on girl, roll this window down. I'm not trying to do you, sir. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Not you, nor your friend. <laughs> Nor your brother. Nor your drugs, either. No, nope. Not trying to do any of that. So, anyway, 
what I was trying to do was not cry because yes. I was just so overwhelmed. Oh I was tired because I had gone to class that day. I had worked two different jobs. Mm. You know, I was ready to go home and collapse. But instead, I'm having to sit here and let like these men harass me. And I mean, when you're in a car in the middle of night and someone's yeah. literally That's banging terrifying. on your window and you have to just look forward and not look to either side, you know, I was a mess by the time I finally got to the house. Yeah. So what I didn't know is that Inside the house, the guys were already drinking before I got home. Mm. And they were playing indoor soccer. What the hell? So whenever I got there... <laughs> Mom always said, don't play ball in the house. Yeah. They were like, Cammy's not home. Get the soccer ball. <laughs> so I parked, and I'm like a nervous wreck. I'm still shaking, you know? And I'm, I honestly was like trying not to cry still. Mm. Um, so I go, and I go to open the front door to my own home at the time. Mm. And whenever I open the front door, one of the guys kicks the ball straight at the front door and it slapped the shit out of my face. Oh no. It was like Martha, uh, or not Martha, uh, Marsha Brady oh getting God. hit in the face with a oh football. It was just like that. Like it wasn't a slight hit. It wasn't like a soft hit. It was, it was like, the boom, face. David Beckham kicked me in the face. Oh my God. And I just bawled. Like oh. I lost it at that point. Like I immediately just start like screaming, crying. I'm pretty sure I like dramatically fell to the floor and like was covering my face and the boys felt horrible. Good. They all ran up and they were like, oh my God, are you okay? They're starting to yell at the one who kicked the ball and they're like, we didn't know. We're so sorry. Did it really hit you that bad? And I was like, you don't understand like, what I've been through. In traffic and men were banging on my window and now I get kicked in the face with the soccer ball. And I worked two jobs and I'm so freaking tired and I just come home to something. Right. You know, it was just, I just looked back and I was just like, was that really my day? You know, but mm. yeah, it was. That was my day. Um, so thankfully, I mean, that none of that has anything to do with me drinking, but the guys were definitely drinking and playing ball in the house. Well, dang. Yeah, so maybe lay off of that. Yeah, I would. Okay, this has nothing to do with college. Um, there, it does have to do with drinking. It does not have to do with soccer. Um, so one <laughs> just in to case give you're you the rundown on the criteria of the story. <laughs> if um, you're using a rubric, yes. Um, <laughs> teacher friend, you got it. Five points for each. It would have no in the soccer. Okay, okay, okay. got it. Um, so this girl. She, I no longer talk to her much, but she taught me. What's her name? Her real name? No, what's her, what's her code name? Allie. All right, Allie. We'll call her Allie. Okay, Allie. Um, so she taught me how to party after college is Hmm. what she did. Um, because I, I moved home. That's a whole other dramatic story. I moved home after college because I had no job. Um, but I ended up working as a temp in the next major city, and that's where she lived, along mm-hmm. with a couple of my other college friends. So we had a lot of great times, some of which I will also tell at the end of this podcast sometime. But the story that immediately comes to my mind when I'm thinking about drinking and being dramatic, and anyways, we were in Mexico. <laughs> and by <laughs> Mexico, I mean Cabo San Lucas. We yes. went there on a whim. I think we were drunk when we booked the tickets because we're like Cabo, yes, Cabo, bitch, Cabo, and we we're like <laughs> on Expedia.com, furiously looking up all-inclusive hotels. So this was also during the SARS outbreak and oh. the bird flu or whatever else. So all the flights were really cheap. <laughs> 
laugh at other people who had that shit. But oh my god, oh. what a steal! We went to we went to Cabo round trip, full week stay, all inclusive, like all you could drink, all you could eat, everything for like seven hundred dollars. Wow, it was amazing. So we get there, and first. I would like to say that I drank a grown man at the table in tequila shots the very oh, first night we gross. were there. And that was very dangerous because shortly before we went on this trip, the movie Taken came out. And my dad made me watch it like three times. <laughs> He's like, use your brain. Um, I wasn't using my brain. I was using my drinking skills. And I won. So that's the most important part. I felt like it's crap the again. next day. Mm-hmm. So I, of course, slept until like two revived myself with some cranberry and vodka by the pool mm-hmm. it was amazing so I was like done with my drinking at the beginning like in the first two or three days like I made my money back okay because <laughs> <laughs> I was going hard okay so by the end of the trip though she was like ramped up and this very last night that we stayed there I don't know why we decided to do this on the last night but we did a tour of all of the Cabo nightclubs <laughs> Nice. Because you could pay 20 bucks and they would take you to all the clubs and you would get like a free drink at each club. Yeah. So I thought, well, this will be nice to see parts of the city that are like dangerous, by the way. Don't ever go to Cabo without like a gun. Maybe not a gun. Okay. But like. I thought you were going to say a guy. A guy. Or, <laughs> or a gun. Or a very well-trained knowledge in self-defense. Um, so we go to all these nightclubs and we're on this little tour with a group of people from our resort. One of which, his name was Ian and he's from Chicago and he was a bouncer at a bar called Camelot. Oh, that was, that was close. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was another newlywed couple. Not really sure how happily wed because the dude kept wanting to dance up on me and I'm like, first of all, Dawn, your wife is watching and she's right there. (laughs) Yes. I don't remember his name. We were friends. Maybe Jason. We were friends on Facebook with him for a while. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we go to all these clubs. Allie is getting progressively more drunk. So I go into mama bear mode and I'm like, must not get tooken in this city <laughs> because dad had said. So I was like, not sober, but I was not like anywhere near like drunk. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be. I was having fun, but also in control. Right. Um, so we get to this last bar. <laughs> and every time I tell this story, I really do say in my head, did that actually happen? Is this a thing that I had to do? So Allie is just sloppy, like mm-hmm. super sloppy drunk. She just disappears out of nowhere mm-hmm. because she went to the bathroom. Well, I didn't know she went to the bathroom until Ian from Camelot um i have to say his name like that or i just don't feel right um he was like i think she went to the bathroom um but we can stay here and talk and wait for her because he was out for some too you know Mm -hmm. he was like all up in my grill i'm like back off that's close enough right (laughs) so we were sitting around this like cabana like table it was like covered there was comfy couches whatever and then there was like a glass like table in front of us where we had like tons of drinks Um, Because it was our last stop, so they let us stay here longer. Well, all of a sudden, I see out of the corner of my eye, Allie walking back towards us. And y'all, it reminds me of the scene from Bambi when Bambi is learning how to walk. Oh, so like me in heels. Yes. Got it. She is definitely in heels, and she's definitely... 
um, shwasted, okay, <laughs> on all kinds of things. And she looks like she could crumple at any moment. Like, mm-hmm. she could fall on her face and no one would be surprised because she's like, well, she clearly doesn't know how to walk. So, right. um, she walks over closer, though, and she's about to sit down. Her knees are bleeding. Like, her knees are bleeding. Oh. Bad. And so I said, um, honey, what have you been doing? Did you hurt yourself? Did you fall? And she said, yeah, like, I had to get sick. So, like, I knelt on the floor and there was, like, a sharp. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, you're going to get all kinds of gonorrhoeposyphilitis in your knees and tetanus and shit. So I said, okay, you're not going to like this, but I have to put hand sanitizer on that. Like, in my mind, I thought, she needs to clean whatever this is. And I said, it's going to burn, so Uh just stay with me. Think about something happy. Hold on to my hand or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I put the hand sanitizer on her knee, just Mm -hmm. one of them, and she kicks her leg so hard, she knocks the glass table over (gasps) and breaks everything on the table, okay? Every last fucking bit of it. So then... The bouncer or bartender, bouncer slash bartender, I guess they were low on staff, comes over and he starts yelling at us in Spanish. And I don't know any Spanish at all. And so Ian from Camelot stands up to try to like defend us because they're basically throwing us out because we've made this giant mess. Right. Okay. So we get back out to the bus or whatever we were riding in. I blocked that out of my memory because... I don't think I felt safe, and so my brain's like, "You don't need to see that anymore." But we get back to the, we get back to the hotel, and our tour guide, our trusty tour guide, that was nowhere to be found until we got back to the bus. He was also one of the performers in the show that would perform every night, um, and he was real cute. And Allie thought he was real cute too. Well, he thought she was cute. And disappeared with her as soon as we got back to the hotel. And I was like, dang it, I lost her again. <laughs> where is she? So I, did, I didn't know where she went, but I got pulled into the bar that was still open somehow at 3 a.m. by Ian from Camelot. And he was like, yeah. come on, do a shot. I'm like, no, no, there needs to be no more drinking from me because she is clearly losing her mind and I'm a terrible friend right now because I'm not looking for her. Right. So I get away from them. I go and look in like the main theater area, which is super dark. And it basically looks like um, Lowe's at night in the outdoor furniture section oh, no. because it's like all like wicker everywhere. Right. And I didn't find Allie, but I did find her shoes kicked mm. off, flailed off with glee. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I found one on one side of the theater and one on the other. I don't know what she did. If she threw them up in the air, I don't know. But then I started calling for her. And then she comes out on the stage and starts doing this dance that he just taught her. And I'm like, this is getting weird. We need to go to bed. And so, finally, Ian from Camelot comes over there. And I'm like, I found her. So, he had to help me take her back to the room. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, she said, you know, I can just go to sleep. Or I can just sleep outside. That's what she was saying. I can sleep outside. You and Ian, you just go have a good time. I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up right now because I don't even like this guy. I'm grateful that he's strong enough to carry your drunk ass back to our room. Old girl's trying to be your uh, That's it. She's trying to be my wing woman. It was 
terrible. But we finally got her back. I did not let him in. I took it from there. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just put her in the tub. She didn't even deserve a bed by then. Right. That's not a bad place to put people. She was up all night. We had to be up at six. Mm. She hadn't even packed. Oh, no. Or anything. That's That's the one fun thing I remember about that. She was, like, throwing things into her... Like, dancing. She was right. drinking from, like, the drink dispensers in our room. Because all-inclusives in Mexico have, like, liquor in the room. Oh, wow. For future reference, if you're ever wondering. Dang. So, she was still drunk the next day. Mm-hmm. Because she never went to sleep. Yeah, that's a thing. And she started the day by drinking a Dos Equis on the way to the shuttle to take us to the airport. Dang. It was the most, like, stressful time ever. Yeah. Don't get drunk, like, to the point of being dysfunctional in another country, people. That's yeah, don't be dangerous. a drag. Don't be an international drag. <laughs> don't be an international <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we had, terrible. like, a... In college, we very much had, like, a, a partnership. Like, let's say if we were going to go out on a weeknight. If I really, really wanted to go out on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and my roommates were like, no, I've got a test, whatever, it was my responsibility... To wake them up the next morning and make them breakfast and bring them coffee. Like, that was the trade-off. That if they signed up to go out with me that night, then it was my job to make sure their asses got to class on time. Oh, Yeah, and vice versa. Like, that's how we work that. Um, But one thing that I always thought was really funny about me in college is that my control issues would... I could always rely on my control issues to keep me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did keep me out of trouble for the most part. But looking back on certain instances, I, I didn't read those nights properly. And now that I'm older and I look back, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's so different. Yeah. Like, for example, I... like. Our dorm room was co- not our dorm room. Our dorm building was co-ed. Oh, wow. So everybody that was in the National Student Exchange Program... We were all on the same two floors, mm-hmm. guys and girls, and there were like 60 of us. Um, and I'd say about 30 to 40 of us became like a good family, and we mm-hmm. always hung out together. So in our dorm room, though, there were four bedrooms, um, all girls or all guys, you know. Sure. But what we would do is we would take our mattresses and put them all in the living room. So like the whole floor of the living room would be one giant mattress. And then we would invite all of our friends, guys and girls over. And we would have like these massive sleepovers where we would stay up all night watching. It's always sunny. Like that was, that was our show. That's cool. Um, so anyway, it, it wasn't unusual for guys to be staying over like in a non-sexual way. Sure. And so I started work. I had several jobs this semester too. Like I worked at Victoria's Secret for a little while. I worked at a Chinese restaurant for a while. And at the Chinese restaurant, there was another college student who worked there who was very nice. And I cannot even remember his name, but I think his name, I'm going to say his name's Blake. I don't know if that's, he looks like a Blake. Um, but I remember seeing him out at five points one night and he was like, we should hang out afterwards. And I was like, yeah, sure. You can come over to our dorm. Like everyone usually hangs out. So he was like, all right, well, I'll meet you guys there. Something had happened with all my other friends to where like no one else ended up showing up at the dorm. Uh oh. So it was just me. <laughs> it was just Blake. Oh my God. And at the time, it never even dawned on me that, like, he was there probably to hook up. Like, he thought, oh, cool, I'm going to go stay at this girl's dorm room, whatever. There's already mattresses in the living room. Like, this is already set up. Like, perfect. So I'm like, cool, so you can sleep on this mattress. Like, you can sleep in the (laughs) living room. (laughs) I was like... 
I was like, here, sleep in the floor, bitch. I was, <laughs> I was like, do you like It's Always Sunny? He was like, yeah. I was like, cool. So I'll watch a little bit of It's Always Sunny just to be a nice hostess. There you go. Then I'm going to bed. So like 20 Give minutes me. of It's Always Sunny. And then I was like, all right, night, night, Blake. And I went to my room <laughs> and shut the door. <laughs> and and locked I, it? I never thought, yeah, and locked it for sure. <laughs> but this was a, this was a, I had a habit of doing this mm-hmm. now that I look back on it. Because there was another guy. <laughs> another guy named dan and dan was so sweet he was in my film class he was just like the nicest guy he was an amazing dancer he introduced me to eggnog and weed and he was just amazing just the nicest person just like like those two things go together he is a gentle soul and very nice so anyway he came over one night and he was like oh i just want to hang out whatever so we're hanging out we're goofing off. We go get eggnog because I had never had it before. <laughs> Come back, drink an eggnog, whatever. We both get tired, and he's like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I take it to be very literal. And I'm oh, like, oh, dude, you just say. You can stay the night. Yeah. yeah, no problem. He's like, oh, well, I don't have any pajamas. I guess I should take my clothes off. I was like, no, no, I've got pajamas. You can wear <laughs> <laughs> And I remember him. <laughs> he wore like one of my i had like a like a a men's like oversized t-shirt and i had like a pair of i don't know like gray pajama pants i don't even remember like they they must have been like some kind of very attractive unisex like sweatpants (laughs) because he wore them and i remember them being like only slightly small for him like they weren't that i don't know it wasn't like that far off um, and so we got into my little twin bed and slept side by side. <laughs> and that was it. Like, like we legit went to sleep. That's so funny. I know. And it was just like so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I look back on it now and I'm just like, Give me oh, blue balls. I'm so sorry, Dan. Bless I'm so heart, sorry, man. Blake. <laughs> I'm just thinking back like, damn, did that actually happen? Yeah, it did. It did. And now that I've talked to like guy friends who are our age now, yeah. and I hear their stories where they're like, because guys, their heads are... Thinking, they're, they're different. They're Yeah, they're functioning on a different playing field. Like they've got a different game plan. Not to say that like guys always have the same end goal, but I'd say maybe there's a good chance that that's the end goal. And I was just so completely oblivious to this. Like, if I invited you to stay the night, I legit was inviting you to... For a sleepover. Go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) night-night. (laughs) Night-night. But now I feel like that's kind of... That was kind of cruel of me to be so naive. But then at the same token, no, it wasn't because yeah. it's always your choice no matter what. And it's true. what good guys that they, yeah. you know, they never gave me shit for it. I They never once made it seem like it was out of the norm for me to act the way that I did. Yeah. Both instances. That's sweet. So kudos to them for that. I love that. So that makes me think of another story. It's not directly connected to it, but... Um, as far as, like, sleeping over with guys, um, <clears throat> it was the summer, and I'd gone back to school to hang out with everybody because I didn't, I either didn't have a job or I had a free weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So I go <coughs> and I stay at Richard's house. This is when we were dating. We mm-hmm. dated for quite a while. And he lived in a house with two other guys that were all in his same fraternity. And these guys were like my brothers. Um, there were other guys that had stayed on campus too um, that would all come over and we'd play video games and like stupid stuff like that. Guitar Hero, which mm. I am amazing at. Mm. My drunk party trick in college was to play Guitar Hero with my feet. Girl, my drunk party trick mm. was to know all the lyrics to Bone Thugs and Harmony's Crossroads. Okay, I could say the alphabet backwards and I could do the worm backwards. Again, I can do Bone Thugs and Harmony Crossroads, <laughs> and that's where it ends. And one night I realized I knew all of the lyrics to Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh. It was fine. You know what another good all-lyric song is? Um, Bare Naked Ladies. Yes, One, one Week! week. Yeah. yeah! So good! All right, back to your story. Okay, so we were at this house, um, and we were playing music, just just hanging out, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided this was my night. Every every person who drinks any bit of alcohol at all has a night where they think that it's a good idea to drink an entire six-pack of Smirnoff Green Apple. And I'm here as a living testament to say, don't ever do that, okay? You will never think Green Apple like the same way again, okay? Um, but I drank that. I had had nothing that day, maybe like a hamburger from McDonald's or something on my way to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a six pack of Smirnoff and Cheetos. Oh, gross, dude. I'll just let that resonate with Ugh. you for just a minute. Um, had a great time. We were acting stupid and laughing uncontrollably. I don't remember at what point I went to bed. I don't, but I know that I ended up in his room asleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night, maybe like three, four o'clock. I was surrounded by people. (laughs) I don't remember who was where, but every single person that was at that house tonight was in that bed. Were they asleep or were they awake? They were passed out. Everybody was passed out. We all had our clothes on. It wasn't like that. Right. But I don't know how we fit this many people into this <laughs> It was like a queen size bed. I know there was someone in front of me, someone behind me, someone at the foot of the bed, someone in the, smushed in the corner. And then I look across and there's someone like balled up in the fetal position in the corner of the room. And I'm like, Aww. he must have gotten kicked out by somebody. Probably the person at the end of the bed. Yeah. But I got up. Too many monkeys And I went to the bathroom. And then I went to the couch. Because I was burning up. I was, mm-hmm. like, so hot. So, anyways. But I, I went to the couch. And then, <laughs> like, an hour later, I think I might have eaten a Cheeto or two. <laughs> I got yeah. up, too. Because I was, like, hungry. I got some water. But I tell you what, an hour later I woke up and I got sick. Sicker than I've ever been, even to this day. And I kept getting sick over and over and over and over again. And I told them, I'm like, don't you ever let me drink (laughs) greenhouse Smirnoff ever again. That was my night to just learn my lesson, you know. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any, like, Smirnoff anything. No. I can't. Anything that's, like, pre-mixed like that. Yeah. Nope. It was too sweet, the devil. too sugary. The devil is alive. Yeah, but... Well, you know, I feel like a lot of these stories could have been avoided. Yeah. 
But like, don't I feel go like, to Cabo. <laughs> I think we both were raised Southern Baptist. Yes. And so then you're sent off to college and you don't really yes. know. Like if you don't you go crazy, if, if you walk the straight and narrow in high school and mm-hmm. then you go to college, all you're trying to do is like hold your own with everyone else. Yes. And there are definitely a few lessons that like, I wish somebody had told me a few of these things before yeah. I went out and tried to like hold my own with other people who yeah. were already used to drinking. You yeah. Know? Like I, I wish someone had told me that I, you cannot, if you're not a drinker, you physically cannot drink the same as someone else who is a drinker. Yeah. I know that sounds like, like common sense. Elementary, yeah. Right. But if you've never drank before. You don't know what it's It like. wouldn't make sense to you. Like, put down, <laughs> just put down the Malibu rum. You're not ready. Oh, should, like, I shouldn't drink this absinthe? <laughs> oh, okay. No one should ever drink absinthe. Should I not be drinking this lighter fluid? Is that not a, that's not a trend? Don't you mean PGA? Okay, well, is this a Everclear? Everclear? <laughs> so ashamed i'm not i had some of the best times ever with everclear when it was made not in the band when it was made in liquid. someone's bathtub no i like the brand name like in the bottle at the store yeah no i'm talking about like that makeshift purple jesus that they made in a bathtub with everclear and fruit juice we called it hunch punch and we would do one gallon or one well let's liter. not give them a recipe okay Y'all don't need a recipe. It was delicious, though. I don't regret it. Y'all need to be mixing <laughs> Hershey's chocolate syrup and milk. Milk. And that's it. That is it. And some Baileys, if you're feeling no, froggy. No, absolutely not. Maybe some fresh chocolate shavings, if what? you're bougie. Dang. I'm just trying to give them up. Op- I'm trying you're to distract them. Yeah. They give for you Godiva. <laughs> One time, my boyfriend in college gave me... Godiva chocolate, and I called it Godiva chocolate Stop. because I didn't know. Oh, and they made fun of me for oh. a long time. And yes, that did happen. So, dang. My other story that I will tell this is the last one I'll tell because I know this is getting long, but um, downtown Nashville, I went there with one of my friends who actually lived down there, and we went out to one of the bars. I don't recall how many beers I had. It was quite a few. We ended up dancing together in a circle of people. Oh, this is starting to sound familiar. There were columns that we used as poles. Oh, no. Because Dixieland Delight came on and we couldn't help ourselves. Oh, no. <laughs> we spent our dollar parking holler. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that night was wild. Um, and we didn't drive. We had been dropped off by a cab. Responsible. We were responsible. Responsible. Well, what wasn't responsible, though, is walking home in no shoes Mm. in downtown Nashville. Mm -hmm. It was awful. We had to walk uphill. Yeah. And I'm grateful to this day I didn't step on, like, a crack needle. I don't think that's how that works. But Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know drugs. I don't know drugs. I don't drug. Benadryl? Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't ever recommend that for anyone. Don't walk home with no shoes. Keep your in the shoes on. Of a dirty city that you don't know very yeah. well. Keep your shoes on. It's cray cray. Right. And anytime you get sloppy, you're not going to be cute. No. Like you can't ever. have both. 
Especially when Jaeger is included. You just can't have both. You're cho- you're making the active choice to turn off your cute light and turn on your sloppy light. Yeah. And when you look back and you see that photo evidence, you'll be so angry. And I'm so thankful that we did not have social media when we were in college. I mean, we that had That shit would have been over. We had Facebook, but I figured out how to do albums only allowed to, for yeah. certain people to see. We No, I, I wouldn't even. I, I was too scared. We documented everything. But, I don't know. Just be smart. But at the same time, appreciate that whatever shit is going down now, you're going to laugh about it later. Yeah. Because it is funny. As long as your life wasn't in danger. Right. It's hilarious. I'm like, (laughs) did we actually think that was a good idea? Really? Right. Really? And I guarantee you, every time I thought I was looking good. You were looking cloppy. Cute and sloppy at the same time. No, I was just looking extra sloppy. Not cute at all. Um, But yeah, only one time I saw like some video evidence and I wanted to die. I was ready to just lay down in front of whatever moving vehicle I could find. They recorded me dancing like a dolphin the very first time. Excuse me, what? Yes, I drank White Zinfandel Arbor Mist. Stop. That's not even a thing. It's not even, that's like juice, basically. And I was like, watch me, I'm a dolphin. And I jumped in the air and like flailed like a dolphin. And then I said the alphabet backwards and Mm -mm. that's when I discovered Mm -mm. one of my party tricks. It was terrible. Then I made them record over it with an unreal soccer game and all was right in the world. Okay, well to wrap it up. Yeah. If we were to have former students who are 21 and up. And they were to ask us some life lessons, some just quick lessons, some guidelines. Yes. A few things that I would tell you, make sure you eat before you go out drinking. Please eat. Don't eat rice though, because the alcohol will absorb into the rice and as you digest it, it'll get released again into your body and it'll make you drunk even worse. Oh damn. Just so you know. The more you know. I learned that the hard way after eating at a Chinese buffet. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. So eat. Be responsible <clears throat> with um, driving, yes. right? Uber and Lyft is not hard to use. It's, it's not. very easy to use. Yes. So there's no excuse to ever be behind the mm-hmm. wheel when you're drinking and driving. So and definitely. before you go to bed, mm-hmm. you can eat one of two things. You can eat a piece of bread mm-hmm. or some puff corn, mm. like by Chester's. That puff corn, it'll absorb it right up. And also take some ibuprofen. Before you go to sleep. Yes, before. Chug a glass of water. Yes. Take it's your important. ass to sleep. That's the end. There is no way to sober up, kids. Yeah. There's no way to just, it just has to run its course. So don't mm-hmm. be playing around with this. I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to drink some coffee. Only time can heal your drunken wounds. Right. Right. <laughs> but definitely always have some kind of like general plan. Yes. Like if you're going to go out have that night. Plan. Or have, have somebody idea. you can always call. Yeah. Don't let it get too crazy. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be at some point petting some guy's pet like small alligator that he keeps in his garage i feel like that's from a real story it might be but that's not today's episode (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thanks for tuning in thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe review on apple podcast follow us on instagram and don't forget laugh at yourself before anybody else can that's right we'll see you guys later